Today on The Breakdown, we have two titans of the cash game world. Garrett Adelstein, Artie Paps, 5,100 blinds, four-bed pot pre-flop. Artie's got kings, baby! But Garrett's got, you know, all the moves in the world. He's got more moves than a dance fever compilation. And let me just say this. There are some surprising and and maybe just crazy elite decisions in this hand. We are excited to break it down right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Maybe elite, huh? I mean, maybe, right? We're going to see. There's a one play at least that I'm like, I can't believe that happened, and maybe that was elite. Right? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, the big, a lot of the really big decision. Know. Yeah. A lot of people want to know. We got four suggestors for this hand. Yeah. We got uh, Nolan Falcon. Sweet name. I mean, Max oh, my Sawyer. God. Nolan Falcon. Can we, can we? No, no, no. Let's spend a little time on Nolan Falcon's name, please. Okay. That, that is like... That's either a super spy or like a superhero who's like, that's like his normal name. And then like his actual name is something like the, the tin crusader, you know, but like yeah, I'm Nolan Falcon. I'm a photographer, by the way, great name for a photographer. I hope you're a photographer. Nolan Falcon. You wanted to talk about Max Sawyer when we have Nolan Falcon here. What's happened to you? What do you think he would specialize in photographing? Um, you know, animals, but like uh, reptiles, mostly reptiles, you know, like not birds, lizards, not birds. Yeah, lizards, like iguanas, monitors, stuff like that. Mostly Komodo okay. dragons, let's say. Your crocodile, Those are, your alligator. Yeah. Yeah. Dangerous job if you want to get up close and personal. I mean, I hear that said a lot, but then I feel like on the internet every day now, I see video of like some huge lion running at a guy and it ju- from behind and it jumps on him and it gives him a big hug and licks him. And the guy's like, oh my God, I love this lion so much. And I see it with lions and tigers. And I saw, of course, everyone, including myself, has now seen the Tiger King, do- uh, whatever documentary, I guess, on Netflix. And like, you mean the one where one of the people who knows the tigers best gets her arm bitten off? Yeah. I do mean that, but how often do we see those tigers like just like hanging out on the couch with these guys, you know, huge, huge animals, and they're just like in there chilling out for the most part. And once in a while, yes, it gets a little dangerous, but I'm just saying, maybe it's not as dangerous as we think if you befriend the animal. You know, you have to imp- so are imprint you that Are you willing to put your money where your mouth is and take a tiger as a pet? I would, except I'm concerned about the legal aspects of it. You know, if we could wrangle that a little bit, hell yeah. When a tiger is a pet, you see how awesome those little things were. Although you do, have, it costs a lot of money to feed them. It looks like, like a lot, and they yeah. get very big. I would want a tiger. You know what I like? A domesticated tiger that doesn't get big. So just a normal cat. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, actually, that would be cool. Except cats are boring. I need one that looks like a tiger. Maybe spray paint. Spray paint's my my solution. I I think that's animal abuse. I don't think you're supposed to do that. I wouldn't hit the animal, and I'd let the animal choose the colors. I'd give him two colors. Both would be acceptable. And he'd have to like go up and let me know which one he wanted. And there we go. How could that be abuse if he's choosing it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, Pete is going to be on your ass pretty soon, Levy. Who is this Knocking Pete? At your door. Who is Pete? Is this guy who really cares about animals. Yeah. Hey, bring it on. 
compete. Anyway, uh, I think it would be great. Anyway, can we get back to the other suggestors? You don't even mention the suggestors anymore. <laughs> yeah, really sick burn. Nolan Falcon. Yeah. Max Sawyer. Classic. Matthew, Matthew Piscatelli. Yeah. And Let Me Win One, who's been on quite a streak recently. Yeah, he really has. These guys are, you know, this, this is a good hand, guys. This is definitely a worthy hand, and we're glad you suggested it. Of course, they use Twitter to do it, Grant. They uh, took a uh, clip from YouTube, got that link, tweeted us. We're, of course, the number two poker guys on Twitter. Uh, they timestamped it. Uh, they didn't have to timestamp this one, I guess. But if you're doing it, you have to timestamp it. And bam, that's it. We might just analyze that hand. For the breakdown, podcast and video series. It's awesome. This is just podcast, so podcast only. Podcast this one. Only. This one is a podcast only one, but you never know. Yeah. How many Garrett hands do you think we've done? What's your guess? 14. That's a reasonable guess. I think that's a good line. I would probably take the over, but yeah, it's, I think it's a really good line. I would take the over, but it's close. And I was wondering if you're going to... do you think? What'd you say? How many art? How many art hands do you think? Six and a half. Oh, I take the over. I, th- I was going to say eight. Okay. I thought when I said 14, you were going to make fun of me for being so low and that it had to be more. So I'm glad you thought that was a good line. It makes me feel good about I mean, my life. Yeah, I mean, we only put out eight of these things a, a week or a month, excuse me. So it's not like we have that much time to do all Garrett all the time. Yeah, but there was a while when we were, it felt like we were just doing a Garrett hand every two weeks, you know? Yeah. There was like, we had the Garrett phase, we had the Matt Berkey phase. We had, I don't know if there were any other really big phases, obvious phases. But I remember those phases. No other obvious phases. There's other obvious famous players that we've done a lot of hands of, you know, like well, Phil yeah. Ivey or Doyle Brunson or Antonio Esfandiari. Phil like Helmuth, Daniel Negreanu. Phil, sure, sure. Maybe you've heard of them. They're famous too. Grant. Thank you for pointing that out. Yeah. I got to stand for the, uh, for the Dans and the Phils that you don't mention. And I'm doing it now. Well, why don't you stand for Dan Shack then? Because I didn't mention him. Uh, we've done multiple Dan Shack hands. Well, we've done multiple Ch- Dan Shack impersonations. I know that. Yeah, and they, they certainly vary in quality. Cue no, it up. Do it. I don't Dan, have it. It's one of those is, things you just have to have. This is Dan Shack, and I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> Was it? It sounded horrible to me. You thought that was pretty good? Is, I, I don't know. I feel like impressions come and go. You know, like... One out of 12 times, I do a really good Werner Herzog impression, and the other times, it's terrible. <laughs> like, I just can't find it. I feel like it's I weird. saw... I saw Dan Shack recently. I think it was on... It was on some documentary. It was either Tiger King or The Last Dance. He made, like, a very quick appearance where he was just, like, in, you know, like, in the background. I think it was Last Dance, but it might have been Tiger King. For real? Yeah, for real. It was probably last dance, right? Like a rich yeah. guy in that those circles. More likely to be in the Jordan circles than in the Tiger King circles. Yeah, I think so. Although rich people did buy stuff, but I think it was last dance. But I remember saying, like, oh my God, it's Dan Shack. And he was just there for a second walking by and like said hello to Michael or whoever it was. Or exotic, exotic Joe, as it were. And, uh, and then moved on. You know, he's like, Joe how are you doing? Exotic, I, I, love, I love the, uh, all the championships. You're doing great, Michael. <laughs> You just called Joe Exotic Exotic Joe. It's a very different thing. <laughs> I guess it is. Shaq's a fact. Remember we used to play Shaq's a fact? Yeah. Dan Shaq's game show. <laughs> and the opposite is Shaq's a crap. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Basically, we're playing true or false, right? Am I lying yeah. to you or not? Shaq's a fact or Shaq's a crap? 
we actually, all, to all the listeners, we actually did this with our friends. Like, we'd just be sitting around with like six people and usually Grant, but one of us would do Shaq's a fact. And then we'd say some ridiculous fact and say Shaq's a fact or Shaq's a crap. And everyone would say whether <laughs> they'd either say it's a fact or it's a crap. And that was like a game we did <laughs> for real. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you're playing poker for a long time and you get either like on a road trip and in, involved or you're sitting in a hotel room waiting to play more poker, I guess the mind evolves and does things that you don't usually do. I guess. Anyway, uh, I think our, I think our, Requisite, you know, opening spiel is up and it's time to get to the hand. All right, let's do it. So okay. it's live with the bike hand. It is a uh, cash game, of course. Garrett Edelstein is under the gun. He's got 83,000 in his stack at the 100 big blind because he is always going to have at least a billion blinds. That is yeah. his philosophy. Mm-hmm. He's going to open to 300 with King of Spades, Queen of Diamonds. Folds to Art Papazi and Artie Paps in the cutoff. Art has a more reasonable stack. He's got 18,500, so like 185 bigs. He's got two kings, king of hearts, king of clubs. Pretty clear three bet against Garrett, obviously. Also against anybody. Yeah. Yes. He's going to make it 950. Seems like reasonable sizing in position. Yeah, I'm totally down Folds back to Garrett. Folds back to Garrett. Should Garrett consider folding king-queen off with the stack-to-pot ratio as it is, or is it just a mandatory you have to continue in the hand for 650 more? That is actually a great question. I think he could consider folding right now. I think a lot of players would insta-fold and a lot of players would insta-call, depending on who they are. But I think you should at least strongly consider folding. Artie Paps is raising his under-the-gun range. I don't think of Art as being wild and crazy. And I know once in a while Art can show up with, like, your ace-five suiteds and, like, go to, the, go to the mattresses with them. But mostly Art is, like, I think playing a tighter, more controlled game than Garrett is. And so when Art 3 bets your under-the-gun open, he's got a really good hand a lot of the time. If Art was a lot deeper, I think it's a really clear call. Uh, I think Art's deep enough that we could still decide to call, but it's not great, and we're often just dominated. I would probably fold this hand without thinking much of it, but I know a lot of other people would say, well, you have to call here, blah, blah, blah. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think suited, obviously, calling feels yeah. natural. Agreed. Um, my impression of Art... This may be incorrect, but my impression of Art is that he's kind of a tight, aggressive player. So yeah. he's going to have a relatively polarized range here. And that makes Garrett's actual decision make a little bit more sense to me. He decides to four bet to 3,300. Mm-hmm. So if Art is truly tight, aggressive and is balanced, Garrett does block a lot of Art's good hands by having King-Queen. Maybe makes it more likely that Art has something like Ace-5 suited, Ace-4 suited, especially if Art's tight, aggressive three-betting range includes Ace-wheels and no king X's, then that means Garrett blocks only good hands and none of the bad hands. Mm-hmm. It actually makes it make sense to four bet, which is kind of interesting. I, I hadn't thought about that before. We just t- started talking about that right now. What do you think about that? I think that's pretty great. And I think Garrett deciding to four bet this seems to agree with the notion that this isn't really good enough to call, right? This is probably just not, just like not good enough to call with. And so taking a few of the hands that are just not good enough to call, especially when they've got blockers, is, not th- is a pretty reasonable spot to then decide to four bet with. So yeah. And like you said, I, I like that it blocks all the stuff we want and none of the stuff that we don't like having ACK. Right. We actually do block the ACE wheels. Yeah. And we block other things too, of course, but block good things. Yeah. So actually I kind of, four bet seems spewy at first, but if art is truly tight, aggressive and doesn't have a merged three betting range, then this is a pretty interesting four bet. My question is how often, and I don't know the answer, 
How often is art, does art have bluffing combinations when Garrett opens under the gun? I just don't know if he has very many. And that's, that's my concern. I don't know. I would, guess, I would guess that against Garrett's under the gun range, he has as many as he does against anybody. That's fair. I just don't know if he's taking shots at the under the gun opener almost ever. You know, I guess Garrett's the guy, though, like you said. Like, Garrett can have some weird stuff here. That's for sure. Garrett could probably have, like, 9-10 off. I don't know. He can certainly have, like, 8-9 suited and stuff like that. So Yeah. Yeah. So maybe Garrett feels like he has to fold some. Although, I don't think Garrett's folding a hand like 8-9 suited, really. No. But, but he's, he's probably just calling with that hand. Yeah. What is he folding <laughs> from his under-the-gun range, then? If he's calling with all his suited connectors and he's... Four betting king queen off. Maybe like ace ten off, ace jack off. Hands like that. Maybe he folds. Maybe, maybe because they block less of the the stuff we would most want him to have. Yeah, meaning, meaning they block cool. like ace five suited. They block more of that. You mean? Yeah, that's what but I meant. Yeah. Yes, yes. Thank you. Um, of course, they also and they block play, aces and they block ace king. But yeah, yeah, but they play like garbage post flop. So I mean, so does king queen really. Right, King queen right. off plays better post flop than ace 10 off. Okay. But I would rather have ace jack, wouldn't you? Than King queen. Mm, I don't think so. You're crazy. That's just crazy talk. Ace jack no. is clearly a better hand. <laughs> I declare I it. I mean, for an all in it is, but I don't know about for post flop play if you have a relatively deep enough stacked pot ratio. I mean, the only thing you get with King queen is you get some straight draws that you're that you're gonna you're gonna have more straight draws for sure with King queen. You have better reverse implied odds with with King queen. Like Ace Jack has has worse reverse implied odds situations. I disagree. I think it's the same, right? Like Ace Jack is up against Ace King and Ace Queen as reverse implied odds. King queen is up against Ace King and Ace Queen as reverse implied odds, right? But Ace Jack is also up against Queens and Kings for reverse implied odds. If you have flop a Jack high. Flop. Okay, but we have an overcard against kings when we're, you know, we have we have the ace overcard against kings instead of not, you know. Like, we yeah. don't block it, but when we're up against it, we have the overcard. I don't know. I'd rather have ace jack. But I hear you. Well, you're, ro- you're wrong. It's okay. You, I'm clearly it not. Have... I'm definitely right. You clearly are. No, you're, uh, you're, you're wrong. I'm 100% right. But anyway... Let's, how about this? You take King Queen for a thousand hands. I'll take Ace Jack for a thousand hands. We'll run that. We'll run it, and we'll just we'll just pay uh we'll pay a hundred dollars per per win or loss, and we'll just see what happens. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not saying all in. I know you fool. I know. But anyway, still, I was trying to trick you. I feel like it worked for whatever reason. We think maybe it's because of the things we said. Garrett four best to thirty three hundred. Yeah. Art now is in an interesting spot against a guy like Garrett. Mm-hmm. He's got 18,500 to start. Garrett's made it 3,300 if Art just calls. He's going to have like a two to one stack to pot ratio or so. Um, how should you proceed with a hand like Kings against a player like Garrett who's four bit under the gun? There's a few questions I would ask to, um, to try and answer this. Uh, the biggest question is, what are we doing? Like how many bluffing five bet combos do we have? Is to me the first and most important question. Like, most players don't have a ton in cash games, right? I think Art probably can show up with at least a few against Garrett. Now, maybe not yeah. against this under the gun range. So that would be another question I have. Does he ever have? Does he have Ace Five suited only? Does he have zero bluffs? I would guess he's got to have at least a few against Garrett, right? Doesn't he just have to? You'd, you'd hope. You would or hope. he could. Or he could just not have a five betting range. That's the other way to go, right? So, like, we're flatting everything that we're playing, that we're continuing with, and not worrying about it. Um, it would seem to me that it'd be nice to be able to have a five-betting range here, 
So we could have some bluffs if Garrett's going to take shots at us like this. And that means if that's the case, then Kings may be, have to be, at least sometimes Kings is going to have to be a five bet. Um, right. Like if we want to jam ace five suited, we probably have to be able to jam Kings also. Right. At least some of the time. I think yeah. though, because the stack to pot is two to one, it's really great in position to call with Kings, especially against a crazy player like Garrett, who's often going to just put all the chips in at some point. When probably just give up on ace high flops, just count that as like the unlucky times. I mean, we might call, depending on how he sizes it, we might call once. You know, I mean, if we're going to flat kings, we should fold on some flops, right? And what better flop than ace high flops to fold on? Um, well, there's no better there's no better flop than an ace high flop to fold on for sure. We might need more than just an ace high, like a super dry ace high board. Garrett may take one shot at, and I feel like we should not just automatically fold. There's some ace high boards that are going to be worse than others, like you know. Ace, queen, nine, all, all diamonds, and we don't have a diamond. That's like a clear... I think that's like a really easy fold um, comparatively to like ace, six, five, rainbow, which we probably should call once with kings instead of just immediately throw it away. Yeah, I guess. Because also like one, once we call, it really looks like we have ace, queen, or ace, king, and we're not going anywhere, right? If, if Garrett bets yeah. the turn, it's really hard for him to keep bluffing if he's bluffing. But he's going to take... He's going to feel obligated to take a shot on that ace high board. Isn't he? If he doesn't have it, if he doesn't have a good hand. Yeah. So I feel like yeah, he's polarized. We got it. And being in position makes it really easy to sort of have a sense of where we're at by the turn a lot of the time. Maybe not always, but a lot of the time. I think enough so that we can call a reasonably small bet on the flop. And I would guess on an ace high board, Garrett's mostly going to be betting small on the flop. Probably. Either way, Art decides to call. Yeah. I wonder if he does have a five betting range. It's, we, we, we just can't know, but yeah. it's possible that he doesn't. I mean, there's, of course, eight game theory disaster spots here for Art where it's like, is Garrett going to call with queens if we shove? Because we're effectively shoving, right, if we, if we put another yeah. bet here. We're never um, folding if we put another raise. And it'll be obvious that we're never folding. So we yeah. probably should just move in then. But then is Garrett even going to call with queens for 185 blinds? This is a, a stack-related thing, right? Like 185 blinds is a reasonably deep stack, but... In this spot, it makes it so a five bet is effectively a shove. If he had the same stack as Garrett, it would be a lot easier to have five bets because you yeah. have a lot more leeway. It wouldn't right. be like I'm never folding when I five bet. You could easily make it nine K and fold to a six bet if yeah. you had the same stack as Garrett, right? Yeah. I'm thinking Garrett probably is calling with queens, by the way. Like he probably isn't four betting queens to fold them mostly, right? Probably seems not. Like, seems like a bad move. Like you should either not call with your queens. Not against yeah. a competent player like Art. Right. Against someone who's only going to ever have it, fine. Like, if they, if they don't have bluffs and they don't have ace-king ever, or ace-king's the worst hand they have, and everything else is aces and kings and queens, and we have pocket queens, we should fold, right? We're just doing badly against that range. Yeah. But, um, but if he can have bluffs, now we kind of have to go with queens. And that'd be part of the plan when we four-bet it in the first place. Seems to be the case. Yeah. Anyway... Art decides to just flat, and maybe this is partially a Garrett thing. Like, you just make more money against Garrett when you flat here because maybe Garrett doesn't need blockers to do this. Maybe he's just four betting way too much because he's Garrett and he likes to be aggressive. I mean, we've seen him and Andy both lose their freaking minds before, right? We saw Garrett four bet ace 10 off against Andy that one hand when Andy had deuces and Andy called for like a third of a stack or something crazy. Yeah, yeah, and then Andy like bluffed on the flop or something. No, Garrett bet flop and turn and Andy just just called both times and it went check, check on the river and Andy won with deuces. It was bizarre. 
Yeah, like that it's, is bizarre. It seemed now I didn't looked at it in any depth, but it seemed like a badly played hand, like on 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 the uh, on the surface. Even though those are two very yeah. good players, it seemed like like they both kind of lost their mind a little bit. Now I'm sure there's dynamics I know upon dynamics, so maybe it was fine. But like just like on the surface, I'm saying it looked like I've seen both of them do better than that. <laughs> yeah, is <laughs> all I'm saying. Anyway, um, coming back to this hand. So yeah, so I don't, I can't have a problem with once you get four bet, you've got kings in position with the two to one stack to pot. Feels like flatting here makes a lot of sense. With you, I mean, I think you make a really good case just to flat with your entire continuing range, unless there's a very strong dynamic with the other player. With when you have a hand, especially, but especially kings, like kings is a great hand to call with, and just like not fold most of the time. Later, yeah, it's tough to find a flop that you feel comfortable folding on, Um, and of course, Art doesn't want that because he has Garrett. In jail right now. Yeah. Garrett's got king, queen. So Art makes the call. Pot is 6,900. The flop is nine of diamonds, jack of hearts, deuce of hearts. So Garrett does flop a gut shot with two overs. Art, of course, with two kings and the king of hearts for the backdoor flush draw. Yeah. Does Garrett, is Garrett obligated to continue on this board? I mean, he's not obligated to continue, but I think if he he should be taking an aggressive action most of the time on the flop, given the opportunity. So it could be that he bets, or it could be that he checks. But if he checks, he's probably checking to check raise mostly, I think, and just commit to the to the hand. And his check raising range would be ace ten of hearts plus sets of nines and sets of jacks, probably. And then this is a pretty good one too, right? You got your. Open ender with overs, or not open ender. Sorry, gut shot with overs, gut shot to the nuts with overs. Like it's not too bit, not too shabby. Uh, at the same point, Art just called the four bet, so it's not like great. No, Art's range is not ideal for Garrett on this board. I mean, you can hope that Art has ace queen. Art's gonna just five bet if he has a five betting range. He's gonna five bet ace king some of the time. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So that's not one that you're gonna always get there to fold out. I don't think Art really has any ace-10. He's probably just flatting that preflop most of the time. Art does have sets of nines and sets of jacks in his range, probably. He also has two tens that doesn't love this board. But isn't going to fold for one bet, right? No, but I might fold Garrett. to a check raise. Might fold to a check raise, but also might not bet if checked to. Right. And, and if it bets, it might not fold to a check raise. We're, we're Garrett, and we have our rep and a lot of draws and stuff. Actually, I think I like a bet way better than a check raise here. I think a bet is just better. Like, let's try and fold that ace-queen. Even though we block it, there's still, what, a bunch of combos of it. There's still 12 combos of ace-queen. Let's try and fold that out. If he has some ace-king, which he has some of, there's some some amount of combos there. We can maybe fold that out, too. Maybe there's some other weird stuff. Maybe his pocket eights once in a while we can fold out. I don't know. Maybe we'll improve on the turn and be able to win a really big pot. But I I don't think I like check calling, and check raising seems... Uh, like a little too like draw to me most of the time anyway. Yeah, I know. If you're going to have a check raising range, I think I'd like to keep it to the nut flush draw and sets. And that seems maybe. like enough of a check raising range. And maybe we can have like a big combo draw. Maybe we can use the king queen of hearts here as the check raise. Yeah. Because that's a little bit more imper- impervious to like some of the problems that this hand's going right. to run into, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. So I like a bet. Yeah, I mean, you don't expect it to get it through probably... You probably get it through less than half the time against Art's range. Yeah. You'd think, but still, you're betting less than the full pot, so that's okay. Um, Garrett bets 2,500 to 6,900, so definitely giving himself better than one-to-one. Doesn't need to get it through half the time. Not even close. And uh, so Garrett bets 2,500. 
Jack nine deuce two hearts king queen for Garrett. I mean, Art, if you bet, I'm sorry, he, like if you bet full pot, you only have to get it through half the time. Like so, betting this right, amount. That's what is I was like, saying. Oh, okay, I thought that's you what said, I was saying. I'm sorry, I misunderstood. We're you know we're in Maybe. different play. We're remote. We're doing this remotely, so it, the connection isn't as good as it used to be. As it normally is when we're in the same room. Grant, you mean the connection of just your ears listening to me talk? Yes, I do mean that. Okay, Grant. thank you for spelling that out for the viewers because you think the listeners and the viewers. I guess aren't smart. <laughs> mm, I don't know. I think it's you who's not who's not really all there, Levy. Not paying full attention. Don't mm-hmm. have a full bucket of golf balls taken to the driving range. That's well, you. But in some ways, that still ultimately is about you, isn't it? That you're putting on a show week after week with me <laughs> to the to the listeners and the viewers. That talks about your le- respect level of the viewers. I clearly don't even know what's going on, so you can't blame me. You can't say I don't respect the listeners, but we could say you don't, and that's reasonable. So right, it's about here, you, I'm going to pull back, Jonathan. I'm going to pull the curtain back Uh-oh. for you. I've oh, done no. this many times before, but I, I'm going to do it again because you always forget. It's fine. Uh-oh. It doesn't matter. I'm worried. The whole thing is kind of a charity setup. The viewers, in air quotes, the listeners, in air quotes, these are all part of a, a program for you to make you feel more confident about yourself and make it feel like you're okay and that you're doing well in life. Do you and, think that- uh, I, I was generous enough to volunteer my time and... You know, I mean, volunteer, I'm being compensated very well by, you know, people that have your interests at heart, but it feels like volunteer work because of the level of work it is um, yeah. to make to make you feel like you're contributing to society and, and feel like there are people who listen to you talk and things like that. And the mm. viewers in air quotes and the listeners and all the tweets are definitely not Chinese bots in air quotes. Yeah. So don't worry about that. Do you think the kid from Bat Kid Begins like that his life was really changed by that experience? Or do you think it was just like, a, like going to the amusement park and then like the next day it was like, all right, what are we doing today? And it was just like, it was over for him and he didn't really like register the... Because like a whole city like shut down for a day. You know yeah. what I mean? A big city, San Francisco, shut down. They made a documentary about it. But the kid was really young, you know? Like maybe just like, yeah, it was cool. And that was it. And like... I don't know. Yeah, you, you tell me. You tell you me. You're having so, a similar, that's having a similar experience right now. Yeah, that's why I brought it so up. So you can Well, the me. thing is... For me, it's like an everyday thing, though. Like, we're constantly recording and putting out videos. Like, that kid had a one-day well, experience. Uh, here's another thing. Your conception of time is not 100% accurate. So <laughs> I see. Everyday thing might feel like everyday to you. It's really been about a week at, uh, like, a summer camp type thing for you. I guess it doesn't matter, though. It's just your perception of time, right? It doesn't really matter what time really is. Right. If you experience a week as 10 years, then that's 10 years to you. And that's 10 years worth of memories and relationship and rapport that's been built. And I've known you for almost 10 years. Yeah. In your mind, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I think we've gone far enough down this path for today. Yeah. I just want to say one more thing to all the uh, the participants or listeners and, and viewers, please don't mention this in the tweets because I don't want to have to re-explain it to him and like try to talk him talk him down from freaking out again. It's like a memento thing also, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the hand, which is the true thing that we're doing for sure. Yeah. This is like really our job. Um, so the flop <laughs> was Deuce Jack 9 with two hearts and Garrett has King Queen, no heart, has bet 2,500. Seems like the right right move to bet. Yeah, right? yeah, I like I like the bet. I think he's I think he's supposed to bet this. So Art has a stacked apart ratio such that he can shove if he wants to, but he could also just call. 
What do you think is a better option? Well, the problem with shoving is I would be concerned about the calling range. Like, Queens will call. If Garrett can have ace-jack, he'll call. I think he's probably just going to feel like obligated to call like a top pair hand, right? Like, he can't really bet fold ace-jack, can he? When we can have, like, hearts and stuff like that. Uh, But what else is going to call that we can beat that we're ahead of? I guess big flush draws, but we got the king of hearts in our hands, so we kind of knock out a lot of the flush draws he could have. So yeah, I'm a little worried about the aces are going to call like sets are going to call. I'm a little worried about the calling range here as opposed to letting Garrett continuing to bluff. If we were out of position, I'd be way more interested in raising, but because we're in position, I feel like we can take a card off here and, uh, and then just, you know, if he checks, we can make sure he doesn't get a free card and we can bet the river. Ourse- we can bet the turn ourselves really easily with Kings and move in then. But this way we get to capture like all of the value. Can't be that bad to move in, but I am worried about the continuing range for Garrett. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with everything you said. I think uh, I think we're just not getting called by the right hands in order yeah. to make it. Sh- like shoving here, we're just protecting our hand against like ace queen, which right. There's not the enough random, value there. The random ace that shows up, like there's three yeah. aces, or there's there's if he has an ace in his hand, there's three aces left. One of them is usually the ace of hearts. By the way, then we pick up the nut flush draw anyway. Like it isn't that bad. Like it would suck to lose this hand this way but that happens if we're if you're going to try and trap a guy like garrett and i think the value in playing garrett is trying to trap a guy is trying to trap him right like let him put in crazy amounts of chips when he's behind like allow him to do that then take like so often i feel like people are like i'm gonna trap this guy not just garrett but like whatever no limit hold them table cash game you're at there's often one guy who's like very aggressive and like bullying the table you know and and like i feel like a lot of the players are like we're gonna trap him and the whole table is like trying to trap. But the problem is the moment they spring their trap, the guy just folds. You know, it's like I raise yeah. the turn and the guy folds. And it's like, hey, you got to let him keep going. Yes, I understand once in a while he's going to get there. But you have to let him realize his equity and then miss the river and then feel like he has to bluff. Like you got to give him a chance to do that. Otherwise, you're just missed. That's the value of playing against that guy, not springing the trap on the turn when he can get away comfortably because he's polarized and usually doesn't have it. Yep, I agree. So cool. Art. Art does just call. That seems like the right decision. We both love it. Yeah. You know, the other thing we We love. Okay. Yeah. Tell me. Chocolate. When we play the nitrogen tournament, chocolate. (laughs) You love chocolate. It's a net for chocolate. (laughs) Everybody eat it. Chocolate and nitrogen. (laughs) So what is the nitrogen (laughs) element of this? It's um, well, it is an element actually. So it's cool that you ask. Uh, it's also an online poker site grant. Yes, fine, Grant. You're just going to talk about it as kind of an aside, just like yeah, whatever, it's a, it's talking it about happens chocolate. to be an online poker site where you can play. <laughs> it's Bitcoin only, I guess. I suppose you get your money out faster than anywhere else in the world by like days because it's 90 minutes to withdraw, apparently. I'm told by my page that... Uh, your page. Yeah, I have a page here. He does things. Cool. For it gets me shit, you know, whatever. And and tells me things. So I'm told by him uh that apparently there's some tournament at the end of every month, something to do with thousand buy-ins guaranteed. They never get more than like two hundred people, so it's an incredible overlay. Is that correct? It's unclear. He's sort of mouthing it to me and using sign language, even though he knows I can't read sign language. I'm replacing you. Let me be clear about that. Not you, Grant, the page. Um yeah. Something like that, massive overlay, really a good deal. Use the link in the description of this 
podcast. Now he's basically saying the words and I'm saying right after. I feel like a moron. Um, that when you sign up, that's the only way you can get access to the, yeah, I got it now, tournament. Yeah, I got it. So that, but really, chocolate for everybody. Chocolate. Do you want, <laughs> I can do, do this you want forever. coffee or do you want chocolate? Like you said, chocolate. Do you want like a latte with chocolate in it? That's called a mocha. That's called a mocha. Exactly. So obviously I don't want that. I want me chocolate (laughs) for my body. (laughs) For your body? Yeah. I don't want it outside my body. I want it in there. And then through the mouth, you disgusting people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this ad went more off the rails than normal is what happened. Yeah. You know why? It's because you gave me the reins. You let me just do whatever I wanted. And that's yep. what happens. You are the structure. You know, what, what, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Like as as a very strange human myself, it is tough to be the structure in a <laughs> in a partnership. <laughs> I am not normally that. Uh, it's true. It's true. I uh I definitely am like, here's my chance to say something crazy. And then I just go somewhere and you are forced to sometimes go along, sometimes sit there and roll your eyes, sometimes wait it out, sometimes be like, okay, but let's talk about, you know, the turn now, you know, and uh and I appreciate that. I appreciate you. Uh, You're lucky being that, that guy I'm strange sometimes. enough to to actually understand enough to go along with it. Yeah, a lot of potential co-hosts would just be like, "Okay, so <laughs> let's get to the turn then." Yeah, <laughs> I know. I would. I probably wouldn't be as nutty though. I probably would like not let let myself go as much. But I really, you know, let it fly, man. It feels good. It feels great. As long as it feels good, that's what matters. Uh, anyway, what feels good is to be Art Papazian with an overpair against Garrett, known maniac. So we've got $11,900 in the pot. Garrett's got yeah. king, queen with no hearts on the jack of hearts, nine of diamonds, deuce of hearts board. Art's got two kings with a king of hearts. Turn is the seven of hearts. So yeah. it is a third heart on the board. Here we go. This hand's about to get really interesting. All right. It seems clear to me that Garrett should not bet. It seems like it's time to just give up, right? I mean, that heart is not a good card, right? We don't have a heart in our hand. We like have, what did Art call with? Yeah. On the flop. I feel, it feels like Art has a good hand a lot of the time. And if he didn't, like, sometimes he has a flush, which isn't great for us either. Although he's often going to raise with, like, his nut flush draws. But he's going to sometimes mm-hmm. flat with them, too. We're Garrett, right? Sometimes he's just yeah, I flat. think he's going to flat with them a reasonable amount of the time. Like, he has something, right? He doesn't have ace-king, no heart. I don't think he has ace king no heart. Um, I it seems unlikely. Like he's probably just gonna have to like roll his eyes and fold, like his non paired hands here. So it feels like. I mean, I guess we could get him to fold tens if we bet again, right? Yeah. If he has ace jack, maybe we can get him to fold. Although we're Garrett, I mean, it's hard to get him to he, fold stuff. We're Garrett. It is. He's not. I mean, Art's not going to be comfortable with top pair or an over pair if he doesn't have a heart with it. But that doesn't mean he's going to fold it against Garrett. Yeah. Right. Also, so like he's got he's got either that or he's got a flush draw on the flop, and both of those things have Garrett crushed. The question for Garrett would be, can I get those things to fold? Maybe he can get tens to fold, like you said. Maybe Maybe if he's lucky, he can get a jack or queens with no heart to fold, but you wouldn't expect them to fold often enough for it to be profitable. So I think it is just a give-up spot here. Yeah. um, Also, as we think about Art's range, aces and kings are absolutely part of his range when you look at the stack to pot ratio and the whole situation as we talked about like yeah it's possible art doesn't even have a five betting range and even when he does he's going to keep some aces and kings in there for sure against garrett at the stack to pot ratio pre-flop so so as garrett i think we're just looking at the situation like okay this didn't work 
give up, get, go away, you know. Yeah, seems even though we do have two overs and a gut shot, it's no longer really that useful of a thing to have. Yeah, that heart coming in really feels like the end of the story. Like, if we had, a, if one of these cards was a heart, I feel like we might be like, all right, we block. It's like hard for you to have a flush. I can have a flush. I can get there even if you call now. Like now, it's yep. like it feels like you're, it feels like Art's calling, and it's hard for us to get there. And we don't, except for making the nuts, we may not be good even if we get there. And that's actually the truth, as it turns out in this case. You right? mean the like, nuts straight? Of course, because you oh, can't make the nuts with Garrett's hand. Yes, you are correct. I do mean the nuts yeah. straight. Okay, so Garrett is going to check, presumably to give up. Yeah. Like, I don't see... I mean, he's not check calling, and Art's going to bet too much to, like, make a play on him. Right? Like, so Art's got less than a pop. Betting, yeah. Art's got more than a pop, but not by a lot. Um, okay. Speaking, speaking of betting, should Art bet now? He does have the overpair with a second now flush draw. Garrett has checked here. What's best for Art to do? I don't know, man. I think it's close. So the pros of betting are we do clean up some of the equity stuff, like the weird random ace queens of the world don't just get a free shot at an ace. We don't give yeah. them infinite odds to like hit a four out, a three outer on us because I guess we have the king of hearts. But like that would be great not to have to like fade that or get bluffed by that, by the way, on the river once in a while. That's unlikely, though. There's only three cards that can come that would be a problem for us. But still... Right. It's not ideal. We also give him a free shot at some other stuff. Like um, a 10. Like a 10. In this case. Yep. Or a queen. Now, in this case, a queen wouldn't matter. But a queen, if, if um, Garrett had queens, we give him a free shot at queens. I assume queens aren't folding anyway, though, if we move in. So maybe that doesn't matter as much. Like, we were like, well, we're going to get it against queens either way. So who cares? Yeah. Um, so the, the downside... So that's the downside. The upside to checking is that we don't have to protect against very much, which is sort of what we just talked about. Like, a queen coming and making top set for Garrett, well, that's going to happen even if we move in. Like, that card's coming, right. and Garrett's not folding queens at this point, I don't believe. So it just doesn't matter. Um, the only thing we really fold out of real value, obvious value, is an ace uh, that would fold. Maybe, maybe pocket tens exactly we could actually get a fold out of, maybe from Garrett, and then we avoid a 10 coming on the river and making a set. But that's also just a few cards. Having the King of Hearts makes this a much easier check, I think. Well, also, uh, speaking of 10s, an 8 would also make 10s a straight, just to Uh be clear. So that would be protecting against 6 outs rather than 2. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, and I guess he could have 10s, but I don't know how often we think he's really 4-betting 10s. I don't know if that's... Sometimes, for sure, it's Garrett. But probably that's one of the combos he's less likely to forebet, I would think. Like, we, we put this all into the Solver. We're going to talk about some of the Solver stuff in a little bit. But we, we didn't give him a huge amount of 10s here, comparatively mm-hmm. to, like, the bigger pairs and some even worse hands, like Ace-5 suited or something. Yeah. So I think it makes sense to check back and, and hope that Garrett tries to bluff the river a lot of the time. Like right. we get the deuce of clubs and Garrett's like, Oh, I guess I have to go for it. You know? Yeah. That, I think that's, that's kind of the idea, right? Like Garrett's the guy we want to get the whole, remember I gave this whole speech about, you got to give Garrett a chance to put all the chips in betting here is still taking that away. Sometimes you have to like protect, but we don't have to protect against that much. And we can just close our eyes and call almost no matter what comes if we want. You know what I mean? We only have basically have a one-to-one stack to pot. We can welcome aggression almost no matter what card comes. So that's nice, think, too. Do you think for Art, this is essentially a move-in if he doesn't have the King of Hearts with Kings? Because when Garrett checks the turn, it's very unlikely that Garrett has a flush. So we're not, like, 
game theory disastering ourselves that bad, and this way we get to protect against everything weird coming. Yeah, I think I think it probably is a move in with king with like two black kings here because we get we're gonna get bluffed off a heart, and now that's that adds so many more combos or not combos, so many more cards that can come that we're gonna lose this pot to that is big. It's now a significant pot um, that we just shouldn't give it away so easily. So I like it. So I, I think we should move in with like two black kings here. Do you agree? Yeah, I think. If we're going to move in with kings, I'd rather not have a heart, at least. Yeah. Yeah. But with a heart, we feel safe. We feel like we're being coddled by a giant. Maybe he has, like, one of those... Yeah, maybe he has the giant has, like, a swaddling blanket to put us in, make us feel safe and warm. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) By the way, the solver does like a check here basically 100% of the time. With all wow. with pocket kings, interestingly enough, yeah, significant. So it dis- it disagrees with us a bit and thinks the equities are not similar. So okay. that was interesting. Anyway, he does check back. Yeah, we like it. Yeah, the river is cruel. A cruel mistress is that river. It is the ten of diamonds. So I mean, Garrett makes a straight. On. The three outer comes in for Garrett. I mean, what the hell? How about at least the right? I mean, come on, so sick. I mean, it feels like, well, dig a grave for Artie Paps because he's going to die, you know? <laughs> he's going to die. <laughs> All right. So what should Garrett do? I mean, it seems crazy not to move in to me. Should he consider betting less? Okay. That's, that's the Okay. Yeah. It seems crazy not to bet, I guess is what I really mean. Um, I think because we're Garrett, moving in is probably a better play rather than betting less. Um, I think it's going to be look bluffier if we, if we move in the fact that art checked back means that art doesn't look like he's that strong. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's going to mean like, we'd be more apt to bluff as Garrett, even though we've already sort of done the math in our head as we did. And like art actually has a pretty strong range on the turn. Yeah. Um, but still like it may look like when we move in, it may look like we're attacking the fact that he checked back. Like we were giving up and now we're attacking the check back on a one to, you know, in a spot where like it, does, it only has to work, you know, half the time anyway. It's like, okay, if it doesn't, you know, um, I think I like a move in better than a small bet just because I think Art would call a, a move in as much as he's going to call a small bet most of the time. I think. Yeah, probably. Probably. Anyway, that's what Garrett does. Garrett, Garrett does, does things. Move in. So I just want to say Garrett does things like he'll turn like ace 10 here into a bluff when he hits the 10. You know, he'll do stuff like that. Yeah. So having the nuts or the nuts straight, at least, um, makes me want to move in also. It feels like the nuts because Art didn't bet the turn. You yeah. think if Art made a flush on the turn, he's going to bet a, a reasonable amount of time. Now, maybe he's going to try to trap Garrett and check back the nuts sometimes or the effective nuts. But you think a lot of the time a flush is a type of hand he would bet the turn with. Also, you'd expect Art is often going to raise the flop with a flush draw because he's going to have a one-to-one stack-to-pot ratio on the turn. And if he bricks, Garrett can move him in on the turn and Art has to fold. So Art is rarely yeah. going to call the flop with a flush draw anyway. Art just doesn't have very many flushes. Yeah. So Garrett moves in. It feels normal. It feels natural. It feels yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the big decision in the hand. What do you do as Art? I mean, I have a pretty easy answer to that one. Okay. Well, I have... A series of questions to get to a less easy answer. How about that? Okay. First question, are we beating any value? When he moves in on the river, I think we're... Huh. Would he move in with queens? Would he move in with mm. ace-jack? My initial thought is no. 
it's only a one to one stack to pot. So I feel like it changes it. If we were deeper, I think there the answer is no. Four to a straight and three to a flush uh, on the board. Four to a straight is not great. Art doesn't really have any eights in his hand, though, right? He might have pocket eights. That's calls the flop, maybe. Yes, maybe. Garrett. He doesn't have very many combos of pocket eights. And then checks the turn, maybe. I guess it's possible. I think he's going to... I mean, I guess, but he's often going to like not play pocket eights this way. I don't think he gets here very often with pocket eights. Let me say I mean, that. the bigger question is, if you're Garrett and you have queens or ace-jack, can you really get called by a worse hand? Right. Well, when the 10 comes in, it's a little bit tough to get called by a worse. I guess if we have queens, we get called by ace-jack. Is Art right. going to... Art is rarely going to play ace-jack like this pre-flop. He might three-bet it a little bit pre-flop. He's going to have to be but suited if, to call the to call the four-bet. He might just fold it, though, anyway. Yeah, he's mostly going to just call with suited ace-jack, and if he's going to call a four-bet with ace-jack, it has to be suited, and he might yeah. fold it anyway, yeah. like you said. So he might just be doesn't like, feel like ace-jack is a big consideration. That's fair. That's fair. Well, what do... So what are we putting him on, then? Like, it's hard to come up with hands... That Garrett Which has? Is, that, that Art has, as Garrett Art was has. sitting there. Yeah, what does Art have, then? He doesn't have ace-jack. Like, no, what's I mean, he can, he can have ace-jack, but it's, like, unlikely. Right. But also, we probably aren't getting called by it anyway if we have, right. like, ace-jack's probably folding. So we have to, so we should be moving in with stronger hands than that. So would we move in with sets? I think we'd move in with sets. Yeah. Try and get called Which, by kings, so, by aces, by queens. And we're trying by, to... To, to jog your memory, we're trying to answer the question, does art beat any value? And so, right. so far, right. we haven't found any. It seems like unlikely. If we think he's not moving with ace-jack or queens, then, then the answer is no. He doesn't beat any value. Clearly, yeah. right? Okay. So the second question, I guess, is does do some of the hands that do beat us make sense? Okay. Um, pocket 10 certainly makes sense. That makes the most sense. Yes. I guess there's some king-queen, but if I was Art, I wouldn't be worried about that. We have two kings. That helps yeah. a lot with that. It really does, like, so much. Like, we just can't take that seriously as a... Obviously, we can take it seri- as seriously as the amount of combos that exist, uh, which actually are more than pocket tens, more than, more than there are combos of pocket tens. So maybe we have to take it a little bit seriously. But what also, then we have to... Jacks? Just, pocket jacks that decided to check the turn because the heart came, maybe? Yeah. I guess, but they could also bet because it's a one-to-one stack to pot. They're not folding. You right, know, but they might be concerned they're folding out all of the hands that they're going to get action from before, but then the heart kills their action. Maybe, but also, like, sometimes Art would have, like, two queens with the queen of hearts or something like that, two kings with the king of hearts. Um, and we see he checked it back. I mean, we can yeah. get value by betting. I would I'm guess sure. that pocket jacks, pocket jacks and pocket nines bet the turn at least some of the time, but maybe yeah. they check sometimes, too. So I think that's that fair. might be a concern. Yeah. Okay, so he's got some of those. He's got... S- I mean, I wouldn't really... I'd be surprised he has... King-Queen has to four-bet pre-flop, and we block it. It just seems like... And decide to check the turn, which makes the most sense, sure. But, like, it just doesn't seem super likely he's going to turn up with the hand that he actually has here, based on the action, you know? He could have pocket eights. Yes. I mean, assuming he four-bets that pre-flop. Um, that, right. But that makes more that makes about as much sense to four-bet as King-Queen. Maybe a little bit less sense to four-bet than King-Queen, but makes yeah, more makes, sense to have... Yeah, now it makes more sense to have, but pre-flop, you think we're less likely. Pocket tens is the one which maybe makes the most sense of all of it, but he has to four-bet that pre-flop. I don't know how... He's going to do that some of the time, but probably not that often, you know, quite frankly. 
it's hard to come up with obvious strong value that isn't like a set of jacks or a set of nines, which check the turn. So, but then the bluffs are a problem because his bluffs just have to be random bluffs. They don't like, you don't expect him to show up with the ace of hearts here because you really would expect that to be a bluff on the turn. Yes. Agreed. So it's random bluff. So it's like ace five of clubs or something like that. Yeah. Okay. I think Garrett's capable of having that though. Probably when art seems capped, but Garrett also knows that he seems capped. Yeah. Yeah. They both, both of them can really reasonably have pocket tens here too. Right. Yeah. But still art seems especially capped like art check back to the turn. Like, I mean, I guess clearly art can have aces and Kings, so maybe he's not yeah. that capped, but it feels like art doesn't really have sets of jacks or flushes like sets or flushes, except maybe a set of tents. Yeah. So Garrett has more sets. Garrett has more sets. Maybe Garrett turns the flush sometimes and checks. He turns the nuts and checks. Like, he's like, what am I going to do? I'm going to bet, and this guy's just going to fold. Why, why let him do that? Why not? It's a one-to-one stack to pot. I'll get the value on the river if I have to. Like, let's yeah, give him a chance. Could be. So I think Garrett has more flush. Although, Art could check back the nut flush, too, in fairness. But yeah, Art is could. never going to have the nut flush draw, I don't think, on the flop. He's usually going to raise with that right away. Often. Almost always. always. Almost always, because he's just going to get blown off it on a brick on the turn too much. Yeah. He only gets there 20% of the time. It's like, you can't really call, I don't think. So, it is a pretty good price on the flop. I mean, he's calling 2500 to win almost 10 k That part's cool, but every time we don't improve, we get... Well, not every time, but a great amount of the time we don't improve, we get blown off the hand on the turn when we could win the pot a lot by moving in, and we've got good equity when called. Like, it seems like an obvious move-in spot for any kind of flush draw. Yeah. So I think, I think Art seems pretty capped at, like, yeah. set of tens. Yeah. I can see that. So, I mean, set of tens is going to call. I would assume aces and kings are calling when they have that, although I would think aces and kings are often betting the turn themselves, and sometimes they're going to five bet, I would assume, uh, yeah. pre-flop. So, you know, now we're down to, okay, I guess he can have queens also. Queens makes maybe the most sense. Uh, there's the most combos of that, probably. Uh, is he going to fold queens if we're bluffing? He'd have to consider it, right? Like, we have a pretty strong range if we move in. for va- Our value range, as we've said, is clearly beating queens. So you've changed the question to should Garrett bluff, right? You, the original question was uh, what value does he have, right? Yes. We started and there, we did, and we answered yeah. that question. We said it's better than... It's, Pocket Kings doesn't beat any value. Then the next right. question was... I don't remember the next question anymore. I've got too wrapped up in this. But I got caught up in like, yeah, what bluffs does Garrett have? Yeah. And uh, yeah, what bluffs does he have? Which we came up with like just random cards, right? Like yeah. Things that don't have anything to do with the board, really, is yeah. what you end up with. Like he, he four bets, ace, wheel, suited cards, bets the flop, gives up on the turn, and then decides to move it on the river to take a shot. Yeah. So we're not beating any value, and the yeah. bluffs are just kind of nonsensical things. Yeah. So it is Garrett. So maybe we give him more of those nonsensical things. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know. It's close. I think against most players, it's actually a pretty easy fold. But since it's Garrett, maybe we have to give him more of the nonsensical things. But maybe we give him enough credit because it's not like he's just a maniac. He's also a very good player. He's not going to be crazy unbalanced, right? Well, maybe he is. I'm not sure. 
I don't know if he's not going to be crazy unbalanced, man. I got to tell you, I think he might be crazy unbalanced. Maybe I'm wrong, but it feels like he's crazy unbalanced every time we see him play a hand. Yeah. He happens to have it this time. But if a deuce of clubs comes on the river, is he check folding? Is he moving in? I don't know. He might be moving in anyway, you know? He might be. That's a good point. I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, I think I see a fold is probably slightly better than a call because Garrett can have some sets. He can have king-queen, although we block it. It's possible. It makes total sense to play king-queen this way. I mean, except that like he four-bet it pre from when we... When but it, we, when but we based on our under pre-flop... The gun range. Yeah. Well, again, uh, based on our pre-flop analysis, it actually makes sense to four-bet yes, king-queen. It does. It does. That's true. We do block it, but there's still a fair amount of king-queen left to go. I guess there's still like eight combos of king-queen. Yeah. That's that's like a lot more than sets of tens and right. sets of jacks even combined. So we said all that. I guess in the end, I would probably sit there as Artie Paps, think like I've underwrapped my hand pretty dramatically here. I've done all this work to get Garrett to put chips in the pot. It seems crazy to fold now <laughs> that I've done all this work to try and induce him to shove. To now get so, what I was in, trying to engineer and fold seems crazy. But sometimes the board doesn't cooperate. You know, that's, that's yeah. why plans in poker are a fool's errand. I mean, you're supposed to make plans, but you're not supposed to follow them to the T. You're supposed yeah. to let the dynamism of the game help affect your decision. Sure. And I think that's what Art does here because he does fold and he does fold correctly. It's an impressive fold. It's just it an impressive fold. It is. And Solver. I, I mean, yeah. I think it's... Like, on a surface, it looks nitty and tight, but I think it's reasonable, and he's probably thought it through, and it makes sense to me, and I think yeah. it's a good play, probably. Yeah, no, I think you're probably right. Uh, the solver is basically 50-50 on this whole spot where it says if you have the king of hearts in your hand, you should fold a little bit more. If you don't have the king of hearts in your hand, you should call a little bit more. The thinking is that uh, Garrett has less bluffs where he may take a few shots with the king of hearts, although we think he'd probably really do that on the turn if he did anyway. Yeah. But... Maybe if you're going to come up with bluffs, that would be one of them, maybe, because he blocks hearts, blocks the flush, and where he's giving up a little bit and then just decides not to, decides, okay, well, I blocked the flush, I might as well go for it. So it makes it, it swings it from like 45-55 one way to the other way. So it's just a small change, really. But it basically thinks, hey, you should call sometimes, you should fold sometimes, it's really close. Yep. This time, Art folds and he's right. Good job, Art. Nice job. Really nice job. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it.